Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cobras and Fire, the vinyl edition. Today we share our record collections and discuss our obsession with the beauty and the expense of an outdated and inconvenient format. Feel the warmth, people. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined, as always, with the Stylus Dick Baco. How are you, sir? Hmm. Stylus Dick, huh? That's a... I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult, but I'm well. Uh, how are you this morning, Loose Cannon? LC. I, I am excellent. Thank you for asking. But uh, I, I, maybe I didn't hit that right. But that, maybe that was the wrong term, too. But the but stylus, <laughs> stylistic... It's a pun. Uh, it's a pun about... Stylus word, word. Dick. Stylistic. Ah, it's pretty good, yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah, stylus, right stylus, uh, stylus, dick would definitely. That's. I think we just came out with a new insult. <laughs> well, it seems like you're kind of uh, leading off a little bit. It's a hint at what we're talking about today. What are we getting into, LC? Oh my God, we are going to be talking some vinyl. I'm not sure if anybody knows out there, but I have been for the last eh, close to 24 months. We'll say at this point, I've been brought back into the vinyl game. I have. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am a big fan of inconvenient. Expensive, outdated formats. <laughs> yeah, you're an inspiration to a lot of us. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I know. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm starting I, to try. I speak for Craig Smith and say you kind of helped him get back into it a little bit. You motherfucker. I think uh, so. You inspired him in some way or another. But, I think I uh, ins- myself, of course. Sure. I think I inspired him to get rid of his entire Kiss collection out of disgust. <laughs> Maybe that was something else, but 
I like to. I like to. I like to claim credit for that one. I, I, I'm going to let you have it, but it's really not my call. <laughs> What's the transition so from today? Here? We're getting into what? We're, we're talking what? The, the records we picked up this year. Kind of share some of this stuff. Unbox them a little bit. Uh, show the beauty that is uh, vinyl. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, pr- pretty much. I figured we just. But this would be kind of like free will and Bob Dylan. You know what I mean? We would just kind of just go and and uh, not feature any Bob Dylan, and and just kind of talk about vinyl in general. Talk about my my. Uh, you know, you can prove many times that I'm a noob, and that I have some hmm. some um, some <laughs> theories that are completely wrong, man. And all that kind of stuff. Sometimes. And I figured you could give me some advice that I'll that I'll, that I'll ignore, you know, and mm. and, and things like that. And I, I don't know, you can kind of, I, I guess, I guess maybe if you want, if you didn't have a different starting point, I can just ca- talk about what what grabbed me and has made me uh, spend way too much money on this. Um, from yeah, a, let's do it from a noob's perspective. Okay, so you know, as I mentioned, like I I really haven't had any vinyls since like 1990 uh, when when. Uh, <laughs> Down. <laughs> Do you remember that story? Has anybody heard that before? I've, yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the the, the vinyl it, it was a little warped after that. So I I just you know I was a CD man at that point. I had moved on Baco, and then I've you know as you know I'm a man of convenience of streaming of rent, of, of renting. I I lease I lease to own. Um, and now yeah, I actually, and as a matter of fact, they, uh, you just uh, sent me a screenshots last night. Of a brand new remaster remix record that you listen to streaming because that's the best way to appreciate all that effort in making it sound better. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I download it. Lo- I download it locally for the re- for the remixes. Just so you know. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Well, I'll go into that too about the whole sound quality because that's something that's driving me absolutely batshit about some of these vinyls. But um, but in yeah. general, like just just you know. Uh, my my mission that went completely sideways at first was here's a way that I can, in all seriousness, support the 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 smaller acts, bands, things like that. I said I could commit me. I'm going to buy the top five or ten albums per year from smaller artists. If you recall this, maybe a, a rough mission statement from a year or two ago. Does that sound right? I do. Okay. Yep. And and so that's kind of because because I do stream responsibly for the most part. I do buy things, and I don't I don't really want to spend my money on. Let's just call it a $35 ACDC album from Target. Not there's anything wrong with that, but that was my nope. idea. That I was going to spend on. And, um, and that quickly uh, spiraled out of control. Why don't you just, if you just new albums, just put a, put a guess on, I don't think I told you this number already. How many albums do you think that I have and realize that that starting point was zero as of February of 2019? New. Uh, 50? 50? This doesn't include the 30 from the Craigslist basement either. Right, you said new one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, sub, it's like 75. Okay. Um, which mostly, I would say, in the last, I think that probably 40 of those, 40 or 50 of those, are from the last six months COVID. I call it COVID vinyl. And I would like to know if there's, I guarantee there's an increase in, well, there's an increase in, in online purchases anyway. But I don't know, there's something about that, that, that thing that all of us look for for a certain purchase that really mm-hmm. amped up during, um, you know, just isolation and wanting that that euphoria or whatever those those endorphins when you open up that that new purchase. Would you say there's any validity in general for that, or just oh, me? absolutely pulling pulling the shrink wrap off. Um, I, I I'll touch on the 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 COVID thing. I bought way less vinyl because there was no record stores open. 
Um, and I recently, yeah. right. I, I, but I, it was a, it's a fairly recent thing where I actually said, you know what, I'm I'm intentionally not going to buy things online, and with with certain exceptions. I mean, but for the most part, ninety nine percent of what I get, I'm going to buy. I'm going to just get it at a store. Um, I'm staying definitely staying away from Amazon. Um, again, there might be a reason I can't get it somewhere else, or it's something that I really want, and it just popped up in a limited availability, that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm just I'm trying to put a little bit more of my money where my mouth is, and, and not just help the bands, but help uh, uh, actual record stores. You know, during kind of these lean times too. But because uh, you know that's kind of what Record Store Day was done to do when that started ten years ago, is to help these independent record stores when people kind of slowly were stopped buying music altogether, you know, with the, the death of the CD and all that stuff. Uh, don't tell Mitch LaFon or Eddie Trunk, but the CD is pretty much, you know, it's a dead format. But, okay. Uh, although I bought the new ACDC on CD. Sounds great. Funny you should say that. The uh, That is one that, that I was going to make an exception on because, yeah, we're probably going to bounce a little bit, but why don't we... Well, I'll just, I'll just say a little bit about that. I'm not sure if I need to need... The, to hear ACDC on vinyl, at least not new ACDC. Yeah. Like, like I, maybe, maybe Bon Scott, but I think that, that certain bands are designed maybe to have the CD versus the vinyl. And that's what you need for that type. But I'll I'll go into that, that too, but what's, can we go back to the record stores? Yeah. Okay. Before then we'll, we'll, uh, we're actually, for those listening to it on the podcast, uh, format, which I'm sure most of you are, we actually are recording this uh, video wise. Should we mention that too? If you want to see some of the actual things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So go to YouTube. Go to our YouTube page. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, um, and yeah, you can watch kind of along as we unbox some of these things. Yeah, so to speak. They're actually most. Well, your I assume yours are all actually already opened. But uh, oh yeah, we can go to that. Like the whole OCD or stuff like that. Of a, do you leave the Do you leave the the, the shrink wrap on or the mm-hmm. hype stickers and all that? But like you bust my balls about the fact that oh you actually went to a record store. Every time I say something <laughs> like that, you're like shocked that they actually would frequent such yeah. a well, yeah, the you're leaving out a big part of it. It's like, I tried. I went to a record store. <laughs> nothing. They had nothing I wanted except for this one thing that I kind of wanted. But it was 28 bucks. It's on Amazon for $18. Free shipping. So, yeah, it was a shock when you actually went into a store and came out with, I don't know, you had a decent stack that you showed me. I did, yeah. So so I've I've the record store thing, what I've decided is, first off, for whatever reason, I finally found one that I felt good about giving my money to. And I, I listen, I never feel good about giving my money to Amazon or a big box, but I'm saying like there is these, this place. Called, I know what you're saying. There's a place called Angelo's and there's a place called Wax Tracks that's in Denver. And there's really not that many for a big city uh, record stores here. And both of them were just, they're just kind of, if they are owned by the same people, then these people have gone evil because seriously, like, yeah. like every single thing is like thirty dollars. It's it's almost like challenging you to buy their fucking stuff. You know what I mean? And and it, the people there, it just wasn't a good vibe. Then I went to this place called Twist and Shout Records. Could not endorse it more. And this place looks like the most well funded place of all of them. And oddly enough, it's it's the most natural place you could feel. And this place was my utopia. I probably spent. Uh, four hours there within the with a matter of two weeks. And I was like, I didn't, I cannot believe it. This is the place I think you went to with Wilson. That whole thing that, that you're talking about, I finally had that back. And I have not had that anywhere and forever. And it just going through everything, they, here's the thing too. 
the stores that you go to, do they have the used and the new in the same bin, or do they have them separated in different sections? Uh, typically separated if they offer both, and uh, I should touch on that too. I do live in, um, you know, in the, in the Twin Cities here, and and I know what not everybody lives in a metropolitan, so maybe online purchasing is your only way to go. Uh, I know Discogs is another option out there. If you literally, you can probably find anything you want on there. Um, but uh, so yeah, I get that. I actually there there is a ton of options here in the Twin Cities of places that I'll, I'll visit to, you know, somewhat, you know, pretty frequently, I guess. You know what I mean? If I really wanted to to fight the mob on record store days, there is at least a dozen great locations that, that participate and have a really good selection. So uh, yeah. it, it isn't like that everywhere. I understand that. So without turning too snooty, if, you, if you're living in the middle of, you know, Idaho in some small town, you might need to lean on internet shopping more than I. I have the luxury of not needing to, so I'm not going to. Right. And then these other places, too, just seem to not also lean on any kind of hard rock. And I know your whole thing about, I'm not talking about just the use that people don't give them back, which is, that's a really cool theory, too, because I do believe that's mm. true. Uh, that that's why there's not so many, but there's a thousand R&B records there. The results are what they are, Luce. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> it's called data. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, so that was part of it, too. It just wasn't. So anyway, so I, I, uh, that place is great. Fair prices, even if it's a few bucks more, it's not $10 more on everything mm-hmm. that, that you would find there. So uh, I have started to to do that. And I will tell you, too, as, as far as the, the whole use and combining the technology is, uh, do your local stores use have their own Discog section, I assume, too, or not? Not to my knowledge, I'm, but I'm really dug into that. So. Okay, so that was the, that's the, so this one close to Twist and Shout has their own Discog where you can actually see what they have, it's brand new, and then come in and, and reserve it. And then pick it up, not pay for shipping or whatever. So, did you set up a Discogs account when I first talked to you about it? It's, you seem very, like, not your thing. I didn't think of it as, nor did I know these independent stores would have this as pretty much their online store, mm-hmm. saying here's what's brand new. And then I just called them and right, said, "Hold we these." Were, we, when I was talking to you about it, I was more like getting into because Craig Smith was breaking it down for me. Um, I didn't realize you add your own collection, and it helps maintain just, uh, I don't know, like a current value. Of of what your 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 collection is worth, like an, a low end, a medium, and a high end, you know. Oh, that's pretty cool um, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you and I talked about. It had yep. absolutely nothing to do with shopping. So I'm not sure where you said. Well, that's why. <laughs> you seem. <laughs> I you know, I know what it is. Is because I was talking and you just tuned out and said. <laughs> I hear it from you and Craig, and then later it hits me of the usefulness of the knowledge that you're presenting. Yeah. Mm, well. It, and then, then you'll ask Joey Haney as if you have no input at all, and then he'll say it, and then you'll give him, then you're all in. Usually, when I hear it from at least five different people, the, the last, <laughs> the last person's finally when I finally decide to listen. That's what. Yeah, uh, when it comes to the, yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it said on any of my uh, evaluations, uh, uh, employee wise, uh, school wise, you know, anything like that is that's pretty much my review. After the fifth time, he fucking listens. It says at the end of every report. <laughs> Nice. Uh, that's your performance review. They just basically do one employer to the next just kind of forwards it on. <laughs> right. It says, you may have to do this review five times. <laughs> <laughs> just set it, set it up. Say the same thing every year. Year five, he listens. Right on. Anyway, uh, I know we're kind of bouncing over the place, so I'm going to throw it back back to you. So, that's so. yes, I, I totally agree. You should support. I, you want to get that experience. You want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think more stores, and I get the fact that they have so much more cost involved, but, you know, have a selection and then just be be cool, man. There are some stores around here that just that don't really cater to the stuff I buy, but there's there you go. 
fortunately a handful that that do you know what i mean um you know cheapo records actually has like you know a really large hard rock and metal new vinyl selection plus a gigantic used sel- uh, selection so that's one of the stores locally near me is a guy a place called barely brothers which oddly enough is a place where i could find a decent selection of kiss 45s kind of cycling through i'm not sure what, what their pipeline is there that they're the one place but yeah you want to just kind of go to the next thing you know i'm not sure how many people are listening to us on vinyl today so mm. you know uh maybe we, we should release this episode on vinyl for record store day <laughs> That's right. Uh, what an odd thing, too, for me, by the way, is is the if I could just go into that, too, is, is it actually looking at the list of things that are put out for record stores. Some of the things you're like, OK, that makes sense. Some of the things like who wants yeah. this? Like 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 the most random soundtracks. Right. Just like just. Yeah. The oddest shit. And every time I would go to these places since I've been introduced to this the last two record stores, I say, like, here's the last record store day. And here's the last record store day, and here's what didn't sell. And I'm like, no shit, why the yeah. fuck did you buy any of this stuff? And it's all, it never leaves, right? There's always that old record store day selection. Yeah. I've gotten some stuff uh, from that, that didn't sell too well, but, you know, it was like half off a year later. You know, uh, I, I bought guess. like a Matthew Sweet live record, which is actually really good. Uh, maybe they just printed too many of that one. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> The Ghostbusters soundtrack yeah, for some reason. Yeah, or like, on, like on a Stripes, yeah. the, the soundtrack for Stripes. Who's dropping the soundtrack for Stripes on there? Like, is there? I don't even remember any of the music from that. I like the movie, but who's going to be like, yeah. man, I just need to hear some of that soundtrack, some of that Stripes on, on vinyl. Mm. Mm. Uh, Bill Elam. Bill Elam's buying it. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I know there's a there's, there's a market for it. Okay. For Brian Harris, maybe. Yeah, like, I, I, need, the, uh, I need to hear the... The music that was playing during the mud wrestling scene in Stripes on vinyl. Mm. That way you can kind of relive it. Yeah, in sure. Your, your memory, your spank oh, bang. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's get into it. Let's what do, do we it. got? Well, how are we gonna do this? Just uh, I, got, I got new and old, like uh, some like uh, everything from the last year, kind of the, the standout uh, releases I picked. Yeah, up. maybe we can start. We can get used our, and new. And maybe this will turn into the, the mini album first. Let's just see, see how this goes. If you're listening out there, we'll, we understand that there's a visual component that's missing here. So we'll, we'll, uh, it'll be bonus if you watch it on the video. But, but we'll paint the picture. Mm-hmm. All right. Who goes first? You can. All right. Well, I'm going to start with something that uh, I found recently at, uh, at one of the local half price books. Um, uh, now, this is uh, something uh, from my childhood. This is kind of an impulse buy. Uh, that I don't know if it was priced too high, I would not have came home with me. But uh, I am happy I got it, and it is uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, the Great White North. Yes. Um, uh, I had the cassette as a kid, not the vinyl. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't even put it on the turntable since I got it home. But uh, nothing special with the vinyl; just a, a pretty standard Mercury label there. But uh, I don't know. It, this is uh, this is more nostalgic than anything, but it's pretty cool. I think I had that on. I think I had that at one point too. I don't think I had the, I think I actually did have the vinyl because I thought it was just so okay. odd the fact that it was like the second half is like just them. I mean, the whole album's pretty much them talking, right? But it's got songs on it and stupid shit like that. Yeah, so. like there's a song uh, with Getty Lee on here. Uh, take off to the great white north. <laughs> oh, take off. Insane, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, so good day. Our topic today is music. That's right, like because my brother and I are now experts in the field. Yeah, eh? right. Because we're a band now. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so. except for him, I'm a band. Oh, 
how can you do that making me look bad? You're such a hose head. Yeah, well, take off. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north. Hey, hose head. Yeah, what? Yeah, listen to this. It's coming. You know what it is? What? It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, oh, eh? Oh, get out. It is not. You're it is lying. so. Stop I lying, learned. will you? Take off, eh? Take off. It's a beauty way to go, eh? Lovely, sir. That's cool. Doesn't this have the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, the, yes, the, their, that's the one. The 12 days of Christmas yep. is on here. Yep, that's the one I remember having, too. Yeah, Strange Brew. Ah, Strange Brew. Well, the Strange What's... Brew was the movie. There, there's They have a record for that, too, but this is... Just a comedy album. Right. I think it was before the movie. I, I heard that after watching the movie. The uh, so so Strange Brew out, uh, out of five out of five um, I don't know out of five Getty Lees. How many how many how many Getty Lees do you give it? Six. I give it eh, two and a half. Not my thing. That when that guy You're drinks all when he bad. drinks all drinks all the beer. That was kind of funny. That was great. Elsnor. Yeah, I might have to watch it again. Is a is a an adult, but uh, it didn't do that much for me. Maybe it's you're closer to Canada, so you maybe have the roots geographically. What do you think? Uh, no? I, I also enjoy humor, so <laughs> obviously I don't from the from the reviews. Anyway, I can't remember to pay you know five, six, seven bucks, something like that. Anyway, okay. So there's a company called Runout Groove out there, a website that that does reissues of vinyls that basically, as it says, have not been out for quite a long time, and it's actually like a crowdfunded thing. So you pick what. What should be the next release? And then they, it's uh, from pre-orders, they fund a certain amount, usually like 1000 or 2000 So with that said, I was alerted uh, by Joey Haney, by the way. Never even heard of it before. And one of the albums that I really liked from um, early 2000s, Donna's Spend the Night. Point being is this thing, like as far as the the cardboard, the quality, this is one of the heaviest ones that I have. And it's a double vinyl, yellow. It's got, um, you know, I always thought the, the, the whole setup of this, uh, back in the day with the CD was cool, with the whole 80s thing, seeing uh, Freddie and everything on it. But it basically has an entire live album and outtakes for the second. Half. But I guess while I'm showing okay. this, what, what did you think about this album? I, I I thought it was like Kiss, Dressed to Kill style for me. When it first came um, out. the the Donnas are a bit of a one trick pony for me. Everything kind of sounds the same. I, I if I had to pick one of the records, it would be Turn Twenty One, which I think is the album right before that. I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but uh, they're all right. Um, I don't know that I'd. I don't know. Like I said, they're they're kind of like soft punk. They're like a female version of Green Day that's kind of watered down. I don't know. Yeah, I lo- I love this, and I love their album that came out uh, after called Bitchin'. Actually, there's gold, gold metal. Anyway, I, I'm a Donna's fan. They they had a three album run. I actually don't like anything before, and then that was actually it. They played. They, have you ever heard okay. Bitchin'? Bitchin'. It was like an '80s tribute. Yeah. Okay, that was more like Def Leppard and stuff like that. But, um, Man, yeah, I don't know what you hear when you hear Def Leppard. <laughs> they have a song that sounds exactly like there's there's certain songs that are. Hey, if you're listening to this, t- tell Baco that that maybe he should uh, listen again because they have a lot of. There's ones that are Joan Jett. There's ones that are that are uh, Def Leppard on that album. I'm talking about bitching. Each one was a different zone. 
But this, but this, this label, they do a bunch of things like, um, I think they did, uh, what is the label? It's called run out groove. Oh, you said that. Okay. Run out groove. And they, and it's, they even did like typo negative. I think bloody kisses was one of them they just did recently, but it's all this like random stuff and it's kind of cool. So if you go there and you just sign up for free, you'll get the alerts and discount codes and stuff like that. It was like 30 bucks all in and uh, very high quality pressing. So this is the kind of stuff that really took is what I love about vinyl is taking you back a little bit. So sure. Okay. Next. Well, you know, you talked about the hype sticker. Let me show you that real quick. This is how I personally handle it. Uh, hold on one second. Cause I removed the sleeve. So for those, so, for those listening before we do that, just for a pay a picture is, uh, is the first like year and a half. All I did was I would just get it like a savage, like a kid and I just rip open the, the, the plastic and go, go forward. And then I, all of a sudden I, uh, like, like you're going to talk about your technique. Is that little sticker that says, hey, this is what's on the yeah. album. What do you do with I that? I think anybody who's this far into the episodes knows what a hype sticker is. So. All right, fine. Uh, otherwise, you don't give it. I mean, you probably checked out otherwise, but because uh, it really only matters to dorks, people that's, who get into this. That's what this, this kind of, specific episode is for. Yeah. So this, this Slipknot, uh, All Hope is Gone, it's the 10th anniversary edition. Hope I did that right. Yeah, ten. Uh, ten. <laughs> Nineteen and uh, my, minus nine is ten. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the hype sticker there was on uh, the original shrink wrap, and uh, I, I, like a lot of collectors, I just put all these stuff in the bags. But I, uh, I actually remove the sticker, and then I tape it to the inside. Uh, I'll actually slice it off with a with a scissors or a blade. So like the actual backside is still got the plastic shrink wrap on it. It's not sticky. Okay. Um, and then I just tape it uh, in there so it stays with the thing. I don't know if that's great for collecting or not, but at least it's a way to keep it. But So, I don't know. People are familiar with Slipknot. This album, All Hope is Gone. This is an alternate cover, kind of a different outtake shot of it. Um, got all this kind of random stuff going on there. It's it's on two two records. It's mainly just the... Uh, there, there isn't um, any bonus uh, stuff on the vinyl, but it did come with a live CD. Of a of a show, so that was kind of like the bonus feature with this one. Okay. So I picked this up at uh, I don't know one of the record stores here locally earlier this year. Um, you know, just because I don't know, I, I'm a fan of the record a lot, and it I don't know, it's a really cool package too. I can't, I don't think it's colored vinyl. Let me just it's been a while since I opened it. No, it's it's just standard black. You got the uh, kind of little Slipknot star there on uh, on the sticker, but anyway. That's cool. So you could that you really get the warmth of Slipknot on vinyl. As I understand. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, you, you, I, I know where you're going with that, but this actually is an amazing sounding album. Um, it, it's very well mastered. It's, it's not one that I was disappointed with when I put it on the platter. Um, uh, some of the metal, I don't know that I really need the vinyl warmth to it, but uh, it works with this one.
let's talk about that real quick. Like, like, uh, do you think that there is a difference of, like, I keep seeing deals on Metallica's Master Puppets or a Megadeth album and stuff like that. We talk about thrash and stuff, and I'm like, you know, I'm just not sure. That's that's what I'm going to be wanting to listen to, <laughs> you know. And, and will there be any difference? Because some of it, maybe even the Megadeth side, because Megadeth's like so technical. If you think Rust in Peace, I'm like, what else am I going to? It's almost like sometimes you equate for me, at least for my ears, and this is where you can you can dispute this or not. There's such a technicality to that that actually adding vinyl to it might actually take away from it. Because I'm thinking there like are definitely almost, times. I, I agreed with your ACDC one. I, I was like. Uh, really not that interested in dropping that kind of money well, that for that record. It, yeah, that too. Uh, but also, just like I'm like, I don't know. I, I I don't have a way to quantify it though, because sometimes I will look at something like, well, this is just because it's this extreme metal. I don't know that I need it on vinyl. But sometimes, like this, I'll like this seems something something about it seems perfect on vinyl. And then you go listen to it, and it kind of backs that up. I mean, I have that Master of Puppets uh, and uh, the uh, Kill 'Em All. The new on one? Their recent re- yeah, the, new, the recent pressings. So. Recommended? Um, yeah, they sound great. Okay. Is there anything that you... That, that's my whole thing. Is like, like My point is that I've never had them on vinyl. Is there anything actually I'm missing with that type of of music that you're like, man, cause that's the whole thing too, is I'll get into the whole like obsessiveness about like finding the perfect sound and everything like that. Like did, did it do anything except for the experience and having it and what? Well, that, that's just it. Typically if I'm buying um, a record like that, it's an album that I like almost all the way through. Right. And with, with new, when, when I'm buying, uh, uh, you know, cause there, there's a price point to this, you know, brand new vinyl that it's like, it, the, I, I won't pick something up that I, if, I, if I'm just not a big fan is all I'm getting at. I'm not going to buy, oh, shit, I don't know, an album that I only like a couple songs off of. Like, it might sound great, those couple songs, but to me, sure. I don't need it that bad. Okay. Uh, for vinyl, because, you know, it takes so much work, <laughs> the, the whole uh, ritual of it, you know, you want to be able to play it from beginning to end, you know? Right. So. Okay. But, but so, so basically nothing more. It's probably more of that than it is that it's metal or country or whatever. Okay. All right. My I remember when I was younger, I would buy vinyl used because it was so cheap because right. because it had one song I wanted. And I remember how inconvenient that was at times. It's like, well, I really want to hear that one Elton John song, but uh, do I really want to fucking fire up the old turntable just to play the blood lies or bleeding in my hands, you know, one time? Exactly. You got to run over there before it goes into sweet pain. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, your turn. What's up? Okay, so as you know, uh, uh, you're a big fan of of "Blame It on the Boom Boom" by Blackstone Cherry. Yes, mm, they're their best song, easily. <laughs> so anyway, this who is not, isn't uh, exactly. But but what what other things can you blame it on? Uh, the broom broom. If 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 the floor is dirty, you can blame it on the broom broom. Okay. If a car goes fast, you can blame it on the zoom zoom. Mm, no, no? It no, it doesn't work. How, how did that not work? That's what a car does. Vroom? What about vroom? Yeah, maybe vroom vroom. <laughs> okay, vroom vroom. Okay, anyway. But this is not that album, but uh, they, they started randomly. Um, they started putting out some EP. <laughs> we talked about it then. Thank you. Though, this is Blackstone Cherry still, uh, yeah. but it's it's uh, Black to Blues, Volume 2, and they put out a couple EPs the last couple years. This one was one that I completely missed uh, Prior, but they had on, on 
sale for like $9. This thing is blue vinyl. And I was going to ask the producer, I specifically grabbed this one. And by the way, this is just a jam. Uh, six songs, and they're blues songs, except for one I've never heard them before, so they're new to me. And I'm not the big of a blues fan, but this, they, the guitars in this absolute rip. vinyl and it's a 45 it's 45 speed so mm-hmm. this is one of the best sounding vinyls that i have of any that's why it, they press it that way but my point is is that when you see these doubles i was so impressed by this and it's the only like 12 inch that's uh actually on 45 that i have i wonder why they don't do it more often because there's definitely ones that they put on a double can you tell me why? Maybe you can break that down because it seems like that would be a good idea. Because there's sometimes an album that's maybe 45 minutes long. They put it on two two discs, but why not putting it on 45 like this then? Well, the, it's it, it's a faster speed, so there's there's less. I don't know. Let's just call it data. Less information in the space that the needle travels. That means they can put more detail, more definition in it. Right. Um. Uh. But uh, you know, since you don't seem to have a problem with downloading uh, something locally from a streaming service. I'm not sure how it makes much difference to your ears. <laughs> I don't understand where this is going all the time. I've never disputed that, that having more data is, is, is better. You're just mad that I they even do it at all. But my point is, I'm just saying, like, why isn't that a, if it's a, there's so many things. That well, are, you, you, you can put less, less music on one side. That's, that's the easy answer there. Anyway, I don't know if it's a cost. My whole my whole question is that if it's a cost, yeah, thing it'll or cost as, twice as much. <laughs> well, not quite twice as much, but yeah. No, I'm saying that, that there's a bunch of ones that just because they can they they can be on two discs is my point. They put them on two discs, even though the album is 40 minutes. Okay, so maybe that's mm-hmm. 10 minutes aside or three songs. There's tons I have. For example, Def, Le- Def Leppard, where it's 15 minutes aside. You're telling me that you couldn't make that a 45. For hysteria, sure. I mean, you got to remember too. They also think about, and, and I don't know that this is, this is the decision making, but you know, uh, the whole sound de- degrading as it gets towards the middle of the record. Maybe they want to avoid that by doing it that way too. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you for the most part. Um, I'm just when curious you're done, I'll go- of why. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done with that. If you want to break that down, well, I have um, Foo Fighters "Wasting Light" on double vinyl, and this is also 45. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and it, it sounds fucking immaculate. I will, the, I, the one thing is that like, um, and I would assume that they're gonna if they're gonna go that route, they're gonna spend the time. You, you hope so anyway to to properly master it. Um, but uh, you know, I couldn't imagine. I can't remember what I was gonna say there. You know that you would spend the time to, to make sure it's forty five, but also not do proper you know mastering. So um, which has to be done in real time, which I, I think you know confuses some people a little bit because it's, it's kind of a technical geeky into shit, but. 
It is a great sounding record. Uh, it, since I got it, I should probably show it, huh? Um, yeah, you got the. It's you know, it's basically just the album. Um, no, no bonus tracks or anything like that. I, I believe it's just black vinyl. It is. Um, got these kind of, I don't know, little maybe a little. I don't remember what artwork's in the CD, but these are. This is one of the sleeves. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I bought this. I don't know more just because I was in the rack at Cheapo, and I was like, eh, you know what, I could do some Foo Fighters. So I don't know, wasn't finding anything else apparently. But because gotcha. you know, I have the record, but I this now I have another one. So, and that kind of goes to like that. That do you want to go more into that other one you just said? What's that? I said, did you want to go into more on that one at all or no? No, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's one of my favorite records of all time. It's definitely, I think, their best album. I'm always pleased when I can bring it home and it's like a, a recent pressing of anything. Uh, maybe we should get into that a little bit because the time to properly master vinyl is not a guarantee with, with a lot of stuff that's going on right now. That's kind of the benefit of buying you know, used vinyl, stuff that came out, I would say, up to 1990. It was just part of the standard manufacturing process. Um, it was something you had to do. Mastering it and manufacturing are two different things, so I want to make sure I clarify that. I'm just saying it didn't get to the manufacturer if it wasn't properly mastered and, and tested and, and all that kind of stuff. So, And I, that clearly is not the case now. And that's what I was going to ask is like, uh, I guess not ask, but one of my comments of me supporting new rock acts, which is kind of disappointing, is that's what I wanted to do. It's like, I'm like okay, I'm going to buy the physical product, do all this. And sometimes it's, it leaves something to be desired where I'm not, I'm, no joke, there are certain ones that I have here in my collection that, yes, these low bit streaming version sounds better than the actual vinyl. Oh, I, I have one that I bought recently that the MP3 that came with it free blows the vinyl away. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, it's yeah. actually, like, shocking. And it's, it's a disservice to them because the people that are buying this, I understand there might be an extra step in expense or maybe it's just shitty manufacturing. And I can go to two that mystify me. I don't Actu- think it's manufacturing, man. No? Not at all. No. 
No, okay. I, I mean, if it, if it's a manufacturing thing, that means most of them are probably good, and you got a bad copy. Uh, what was the what was the average? The was the weight one forty back in the day? Like when average you would go to no store? idea. I didn't even okay. hear about weights until one eighty came out. Oh, so. Okay, well, whatever. That just like the thinner. I'm saying okay. Um, so you think it's just all about the mastering, not the actual plant? Absolutely. When it comes to sound quality, that's where it's done. I mean. Uh, the mastering process is you have a, a, a machine and you basically you play the record like on the actual recorded master tapes and then it, it actually carves a, a uh, well, they call it an acetate that it basically it's a vinyl record. You know what I mean? And then you listen to that and you listen to it in a studio setting and you make notes too much here on this one song, something like that, too high, too low. And then people that are trained to do that, they know what they're looking for, what, you know, what to listen for. And then you tweak those, and then you do another one. And then you might tweak it after that. It, it might, sometimes it probably comes together quicker than others. It probably depends on how good the guy doing it is. Um, but that process takes time. It literally cannot be accelerated. Now, I guarantee in this modern day and age, they have some kind of quick set stuff. They, some kind of, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like easy setting thing. They just rip everything through, and it covers... 90% of what they're trying to get at but um, I guarantee this Foo Fighters one was done properly right. that Slipknot one same way too I, all the Kiss reissues that I've been raving about from Universal Music whatever they did they did it right um, uh, because they sound better than the, the, the CD remasters uh, you know, and, and they sound better than the original vinyl if you ask me uh, so I, there is effort being taken somewhere but you know clearly the quality control is not a uh, a mandate as it probably was back in the day. No, <clears throat> and one of the things that spoiled spoiled it for me was one of the first ones that I got, and it was like, okay, this is the kind of packaging that I was looking for. Yes, this is from last year, but hmm. the uh, ghost that one was definitely done proper as far as mastering. Yeah, I mean, the, you talk about the packaging, the the everything you could think of. This is what. What I think the Violet Experience should be, and yes, get, get uh, Ghost is going to be a bigger band, but they have a ridiculously, you know, huge poster that comes with it too. If you're if you're a fan of this album or thinking about maybe getting it on vinyl, but the actual sound of it is unbelievable. This is the one that I used to actually calibrate if I'm messing around with stuff to just the end. It is immaculate and it's beautiful too. Look at that. I mean, thing. look at this. Just That's the, what I was supposed to get from my first Kiss album, <laughs> the 45th edition. Yeah, that's not what I got. I think it's called, uh, what did they call this? Uh, what, it's Smoke? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it looks great. And this is the other thing, too, is this is not a 180. So the 180 thing, I think, is seems to me a lot of time is, is marketing. Um, because this is just a normal weight one. I mean, it's not a 180, whatever weight that is. And it sounds. No, yeah, no, the 180 has nothing to do with sound quality. Right. I, I don't think right. there's any any conspiracy there. It it, it it helps probably with warping. Right. But um, it's it's a sexy know. thing to talk about. You know, it always says it sure. always supposed to sound like that is what is going to make it better when it's on the hype sticker. Is it? You know what I'm saying? Sure, but it's it feels good in your you know it's it's got a little more girth to it. And, right. Uh, right. I don't know. But yeah, it probably has some minor benefits as far as like any type of slippage on the platter. I don't know. Right. And then the uh, and then also comes with same thing. They didn't even sure they, you know, this could have been just a black too, but it has a 45 of two cover songs. Um, it's a sin, which I think you just recently featured on the show. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but that also is is that type of vinyl too. So 
point being is they did it, they did it right. And it's, uh, I mean, when I've had people there that even say like, ah, whatever, your record player, that I would play them like, God damn, that sounds great. So then you have, on the other end of it, you'll have, which sounds okay, just to put it, here's an example. Is this one of our mascots, or whatever you want to call it? Of course. Daco Jones. This vinyl, from the packaging to this, it's a beautiful blue vinyl, all that stuff, sounds, sounds all right. It's yeah. maybe, an, maybe an MP3, would you say? Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my, yeah, my MP3 sounds better than the vinyl, but the, it's not one of the worst sounding ones. Um. It is not. It is not. But I'm just saying. But here's you get it too, and you're like, this is kind of like that same thing too. Like it's a it's a very it's an awesome presentation, and just the fact that they have like uh, Danko is like a, a a toy kit, and the kids putting it together and punching it out from that from like the die cast or whatever is a cool. That's the kind of stuff I miss. Like all the I, I didn't even notice because it was so small. Um, the picture online, so. Anyway. Oh, exactly. Yeah, when you rent your music, you don't get the. All no, those you details. don't. I mean, those 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 JPEGs. You know, <laughs> I, the the uh, the three hundred by three hundred loses some of the detail. But what I'm saying is that the, the the product attached to this should outweigh. It should be quality. That's all I'm saying. Well, right, and that's that's kind of. Then this would be an example of the low end. This just came out from Bob Mold from Husker Du. Okay. Uh, his new album, Blue Hearts. Uh, amazing song on here called American Crisis. This is Angry Bob. Which is my favorite. It's he just goes very, I don't know. It's I don't. If you're not familiar with it, it's, it's kind of hard, kind of hard to describe. It is a cool package. Um, uh, not colored vinyl though. They did release it on a blue vinyl. I went with the black. Uh, um, typically, if I'm given the choice of the two, I, I I'll, I'll stay away from the color. Um, so you still they've, you they've, still think that there's an issue there, or not? I'm saying if I if I get if I get uh, presented with. Two choices, and one's black and one's colored. I'm going to take that. They have definitely figured out whatever the issue was okay. with colored vinyl back in the day. Because like the, even that that ghost one is one of the best sounding vinyls. Good point. Uh, I've ever right. ever played. So um, my my bias is gone. But if I if if I get get both of them together, like I said, they're side by side in a store. I'm probably going to pick black anyway. This sounds horrible. This sounds just above AM radio grade quality. I I, I almost think something happened. Uh, but thankfully it came with a download card because then I could actually listen to the record and enjoy it. Yeah, 
But what mystifies me is, but maybe he has not a huge artist, but that's an artist that should know what the what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah, you would think so. I, I would agree. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much time he spends, you know, with the quality control, but you know, you think he'd care? Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the one that I'll Danko go with. too. You think he'd give a damn? You know, he's a fucking big vinyl guy. Oh my god! Yeah, th- that kind of stuff. And then, then okay. So sometimes, like with a ghost album, the the actual experience of it makes it better. Like I, I enjoy that. It's actually a true album. It has a start, a finish, it has different yeah. different things. It's 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 a perfect flow. So if I was gonna say like album of the year for that year, probably been that. Even though there's certain, you know what I'm trying to say. So the new Marilyn Manson mixed mixed across the board reviews for that. I was really excited about it because it, he was uh, partnering with Shooter Jennings, who's not just country, but he's a very eclectic guy. And I knew that it was going to be produced well. It was going to be innovative. It was probably going to be harking back to the mechanical animals sound that personally for me, that's that's my favorite. So I went out and bought it. I bought the special edition at Target right here. Uh, still wrapped, actually. And, you know, it said it came with like a whatever, some kind of... I thought it was gonna be more like ghost, but it was it was it's basically gray, or, or what have what have you. Yeah. But but this is the one that took me down a rabbit hole of buying a new needle, because <laughs> it's it's I was like okay this is this is definitely an, an album that I think has a start finish. I like the flow. I'm a big fan of this 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 album, but it's made by fucking Loma Vista Recording Company, which I'm not familiar with. This thing is so flat so it's just it's it's like you're it's not the am radio you're talking about but, but there's nothing there like i was like this is what i was expecting from a producer like shooter jennings a, a artist the size of Marilyn yeah. manson and it is so underwhelming but it's like it's the the opposite this is actually probably going to be sold back because the mp3 i have is better and by the way also when you're paying 20 you can never get this for anything less than 25 or 27 dollars no mp3 download that is a sin i think that's that should be included should be automatic option i went with the cd marilyn manson yeah yeah i just okay. was like i don't know uh i i i may have actually got the vinyl if the if I, I thought the album was better than it than i did but uh gotcha uh it uh it just we were talking about it earlier so but give me a, a this whole stylist thing is 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 something that uh beautiful is 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 kind of amazing to me that uh you you recently bought a hundred dollar stylus one of those what are they called um ortofon or yeah ortofon 
I'm just curious the Ortofon because the 2M Red for those who are listening. So, so something wrong with your stereo system? What 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 like what were you uh, what was going on that you're like, "Holy cow, this sounds like fucking ass. I probably need to spend four times what I have for a cartridge in here." That seems kind of the opposite way you would go. So I have the the whole thing. First off, I I am obsessive about my my setup for my stereo. I have mm-hmm. I've had these clip speakers from I've always liked clips like like whatever whatever sound in my ears have liked so I have those I have them all calibrated I use this this whole system that the, that the actual uh, stereo comes with and I had it set pretty well and then there are certain albums like <laughs> like um, like Manson and a couple other ones like basically the ones that I'm talking about like your Dankos and everything like that I'm like maybe. It's because this needle just can't bring out the gold of this. So you're going to be one of those guys that has like a special tone arm for certain records. No, I'm just yeah, saying like, that's that's where you're going with this. No, right? no, no, Come no, on. No. no, no, I'm saying that like I thought that you know I had the stock one that came with with it. They probably you use the the uh-huh. green um, uh, Audio Technica is what we're talking about. And then yep. I got this one called uh, Pro Jet Carbon like a year ago that was like maybe 50 bucks and there was a difference between using that you just pop it there really was and it really had to do with I, I heard a lot of distorted stuff with vocals um, uh, there was there, there wasn't as bassy and, and things like that. So the, between again, those, it's, it's difficult to, 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 to trust you with your ear and nuances when your standard form of listening is streaming. So I'm like, if, if that's acceptable, and let's go back to the turntable, you know that Ghost record sounds great, but when you put a different record on, why is your first thought that, like, something must be wrong with my setup and not just this is a poorly mastered record? Um, because uh, on those, the reason is because of the difference between that ProJet Carbon, which is made with Audio-Technica, and the other one. I could, I could definitely tell a difference, and there was not this... Uh, a good example would be when I got, uh, well... I'll just go to the, ne- the next one. I got Def Leppard's Hysteria and Double Vinyl. Okay, so the, they came out this year. When it was getting to the higher, the big gang vocals, it would start sounding like really, I don't mm. know, distorted or something like that on it. And then, yeah. uh, then on, and so when I switched to the red, it wasn't. It wouldn't be this like. So you're fuzzy. happy with your purchase. I'm not sure if it's enough. That's my point. Maybe so you need you to get- buy new speakers. Well, this is old Steve Martin routine. If you want to drop that in there. No, but seriously, stereo me bought. Uh, so I'm, I'm listening to this thing, and then I heard the quad system with the four speakers, and I said, this is it. This is great. So I got rid of the stereo and got the quad. And this was the sound I was looking for. But I listened to it a couple of days. I said, hey, this sounds like shit. So I went out and I got the uh, dodecaphonic with the 12 speakers, and uh, this was more to my liking for a while. But the ear gets uh, sophisticated pretty fast, and I got rid of that. Got the millophonic with the 1,000 speakers, and I'm listening to it. I say, hey, this sounds like shit, too. The other one was shit one. This is shit two. So finally, I got the Googlephonic, the highest number of speakers before infinity. Sounds like shit. So I said, hey, maybe it's a needle. Here's a, uh, a new angle that'll, that'll save you a little time and money and probably be better for your soul. What's that? Don't buy Def Leppard on vinyl. Just don't. Don't buy Def Leppard at all. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just a funny comment? 
Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, exactly. So I went. That's my point. Is that that this this is the same thing as like Def Leppard started making me go crazy because I don't think that it's any better on the hysteria on vinyl than it was just listening to it on CD as it is because I think that's one of the, these bands that actually worsens the listening experience because it's so overproduced by Mutt Lang and things like I that. I would agree, 100%. Okay, because I listened to it and I'm like, I thought I was going to hear some amazing extra stuff because the production is so, so you know, so renowned for this. And we, we do appreciate this. We, let's go listen yeah. to our episode. But that is one of the things I'm like, it is better in a digital format, I think, than vinyl for that kind of stuff. On the flip side, you listen to some Stones, you're like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Mutt Lang produced uh, um, Pyromania, and that sounds amazing. I have the, an original pressing of okay. that. Okay. Um, but that is not quite as slick as Pyromania. I think anybody would, would admit that. Yeah. Um, Mutt Lang produced Back in Black. That sounds killer. Um, okay. Maybe it's that um, particular so one, then. It's not the producer so much as it is the actual production, um, even though it's the same guy. But uh, you know, he, he really went over the top with the slickness. Uh, and, and look, I'll flat out say this. I don't think... As far as actually getting the 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 music, CD will will give you more of a a wide expansion of it than vinyl will. Um, for, for me, vinyl, I want it to sound really good, but I'm not going to do this thing where it's like. First of all, that's that's the thing with, with vinyl uh, is that like you have to spend you have to invest so much just to get it decent sounding. You want to just hold on a second? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm giving visuals for the people. This is bonus uh, for you're YouTube distracting me. I'm like, I'm trying to stay on topic here. So okay, CD versus vinyl, you have to expend so much more money. We've talked about it before to get just a decent sounding setup. And I have that. It's a pretty, I, I've, I've invested about six, $700 in the whole thing. And I think it sounds amazing. It's great. But I'm not going to, chase tone arms or or styluses uh, i'll replace the stylus when it gets worn out you know what i mean the, the 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 turntable i replaced i've had since shit 1988 and i put a seven dollar stylus in there from amazon it was like a knockoff uh audio technica and it sounded it, it was amazing how much better it sounded after like i basically beat the shit out of the one that was in there um that was fucking you know 30 years old but then when I got this new setup, it took it to the next level, and I'm like, "Well, fuck, this is ten times better than what was ten times better." So I'm, I'm not gonna fucking overthink this stuff too much. I want to put a record on. I want to sit back and relax. I don't want to sit there and constantly go, Are "Those high ends a little too cranky." And that's, yeah, that's that's where I have to stop. Yes, that's my point. Is that I I know I have gone into the crazy world of going into forums and stuff like that, where I never thought I would be. I'm okay. like, why am I doing this? And I need to. So you, you have off. a disorder. I, I really do, yes. And okay, I think well, it's, it's a disorder. I think it's called, enough for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, but but pro, I'll put it in there. But it's pro, pro jet or something carbon. It's I'll I'll put it on there. But that I do know there's a difference there. My point is is that that little fifty dollar upgrade that I got a year ago, I can't tell a difference between that and the Ortofon. Okay. Do you see my meaning? So I think that's I your point, is that if you're going to make... You can make a jump. I think it does sound better than the regular cartridge that comes with it. But I think if you're going to hear a big difference, you got to go, like, big time. Like, as much as your actual player cost to begin uh, with. And I, I know I told you, and I think I might have shared this on the, on the, the show before, but if not, I'll make it quick either way. Yeah. There's a place here locally called The Needle Doctor that, that services all your turntable needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go all the way up to the $50,000... Set so when I was in there, they have actually you know this ART that's super popular now, the one that we both have, um, or Audio Technica, I mean, um, 
And they have this one that was like $27,000 and then another $7,000 for the tone arm. And then the stylus and everything was more beyond that. And so I was like, can you play these two back to back? I just got it. And I could hear a difference, but it was like, that is not even close to a $30,000 difference in, in sound quality. It may be a $20 difference. Right. So the fact that uh, you can buy a stylus for, I think our stylus retails at about thirty nine ninety nine. that comes with that thing, and the, that I just couldn't see spending 60 bucks more enhancing my personal experience any more than I already, it already is. It's already in the sweet spot for me. So Yep, yep. So that's what I've realized after all this. And Amazon will be very happy that I'm done with my experiments because I just buy and return the needles yeah, okay. uh, in the last. Uh, but with that said, uh, do you have another one you want to go Go through. I think it's your no. Turn. Go for it. You were uh, you were uh, distracting me with that uh, horrible Def Leppard uh, uh, inside record. No, seriously, let's get into it. It's a great record. We both love it. No, just that that I actually do like um, with this. You know, it sounds let's just say it sounds about the same as as the CD or whatever. But the but I do like you know having it split into four sides. I do think that that's that you know that that's something too that I missed you know what I mean like having the different sides and, and things like that like yeah. I do like the, I, I like the actual splitting into four sides for certain albums too I'm not sure if I have a great example of that of what makes it better but I could just move do you have anything else you want to say about that no if you want to bring it back up I don't you can we'll okay. show the people yeah let's sure. get, a, get a better I mean, look at it again it's a, it, it, listen if you can get this for I'm sure they're gonna have some Black Friday specials they had uh they had this thing on Amazon where this is where I went a little crazy was buy two get one free for for vinyls for certain bands and they had things for like priest acdc this and stuff like that so you could except for this one you could find like acdc ones for back in black 18 dollars pay for two 18 dollar ones and get one free it didn't have to be the same band i'm just saying that that I'm, go on there i know you're supposed to support your local shop but goddamn when you're paying 13 dollars average or whatever for a brand new album that's great Anyway, so this is one of them I got on there. It's usually like 35. It's got the whole gatefold where it has the the guys that you find ugly, uh, as you said in our on our uh, yep. show. Before. They are not as attractive as they're thought to be. Other than <laughs> Steve Clark, good looking dude. <laughs> Stones on, on vinyl. I know you're not that mm-hmm. big, but okay. Which, which ones do you have? Can you recall? Um, yeah, it's uh, I have uh, the one with the zipper, uh, sticky, and then uh, let it bleed. That's oh, and then I have a really old one too. Uh, 
Oh, back when they were just one of their first handful. I, I can't remember what it's called, um, but okay. I, it was it's on London Parlophone or whatever. Okay. So when they said that Goat's Head Soup was coming out, uh, reissued and everything, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of them that, that is that run of Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, Exile, and then Goat's Head. That four-album run fucking, for me, is, is one of the best runs that, that a band has ever had. Okay. So... And and but Goat's Head was like on the lesser of that, but still I, I, there's some great stuff on it. So when they said they are reissuing it, I saw randomly, and it wasn't like everywhere. I don't know where I even stumbled across this. But have you ever seen this badass album cover? Is an no. original. So this mm-hmm. was supposedly the alternative. It actually is a Goat's Head in soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in, in there, and I was like, that Satan. is yeah, man. I'm like that is pure evil. I got to order that version. So I found it from a company called, there's nowhere local. It's called Merch Bar, which I've never been on before. And this thing is a double album. So here's like the original. I think this was the original. Yeah, this one, where it has Mick all the way to that side. That was the original cover. Then it would have Keith on the back. But it has a bunch of unreleased tracks, which, you know, has all those alt versions that you hear like once and you're like, whatever. But some of them are actually pretty good. But my God, this is the one that they that, that vinyl is made for. First off, clear vinyl. Yeah. Probably my favorite. Oh, you like of, clear of, the best? If you want to go with the color, even though it's not a color. <laughs> okay. And it actually has uh, has the shows everybody else that played on the album too, because there's you know, like Exile, yeah. there's a big cast of characters right. um, on there. But just incredible. Like I'm sure that just the regular black vinyl which we could get for twenty two on Amazon sounds great too. But if you are even half a fan of this album I mean a heartbreaker on here it's just I'm never going to call it do 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 I'm calling it heartbreaker but uh, yeah you struggle with album or song titles that don't fit perfectly in the little no I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the parentheses it's do 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 heartbreaker But uh, highly recommend. Really cool packaging, and that took forever to show up. So it's that. So if you're gonna get it, maybe try it on this. Um, but what do you think? Think they would have scared the kids with that album cover back in the day? A little too much. I would have loved it. Yeah, yeah. that would have been awesome. I would if my sister would have had that as a child. That would have freaked me out more than that Queen News of the World cover. <laughs> God, First time I terrible. saw that, I was probably eight years old, and I was like, I, I couldn't stop. But it did freak the hell out of me. Um, what? News of the World just looks cheesy to me, like that robot or whatever. Yeah, or what? yeah I'm sure you looked at it when you were six years old. Yeah. <sighs> I remember, I will tell you this, though. When I actually heard the record, I'm like, this this does not match the packaging at all. You're next. What album you got? What do you want to talk about here? I didn't think I'd get, because when, when Zach Wild said he was re-recording the first Black Sabbath record with Zach Sabbath, Initially, it was rolled out as like a limited run of 500, and then when when I first heard about it, it had a pre-order link, and when I went to it, it was already sold out. So it went pretty quick. So I uh, just on a whim was out, you know, doing on a I don't know weekend, just stopped in at one of the local record stores, and they had it. And now uh, I don't know if the original thing was going to be called Vertigo, but I was super pleased. It was basically like I'm of course leaving with that. 
I don't know. Something. Where does that like, uh, uh, is that a, re- a reference of anything that's on the original Black Sabbath? Is there any connection? It was released on Vertigo stuff? Records. Is is uh, the tie in there? Okay. Okay. But um, I don't know. Not a fan of yellow. Yellow vinyl. Um, so yeah, it's got the Vertigo Record label. That's that there is from Vertigo Records. Um, and I believe Black Sabbath 13, they went back to Vertigo. At least they used that art. But, uh, um, yeah, this is something that um, I think we talked about. It. I would not buy this on CD. I would not stream it. I have zero interest in any of that. This is about, you know, this is like manufactured for the, the vinyl experience, that, that whole process, the ritual of everything, you know. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of an updated overall sound, but... Um, let me see the track it's, listing. It's a spot-on uh, uh, re-recording of the the official U.S. release. That's why I feel okay. Um, so it just goes Black Sabbath, Wizard on one side, and then everything else on the second. Or is that not accurate? Well, it's uh, you got that Wasp song behind the wall oh, of sleep, right. uh, basically yeah. NIB, um, and then side two is Wicked World, a bit of Finger, Sleeping Village, and Warning. So, gotcha. Um, and weirdly, this this album has always just kind of. I'm talking about the, the the debut Black Sabbath record. It'll always be one of my favorite ones. I bought the re the the repressing of that. I don't know a couple years ago. Um, that was one of the the earlier. Uh, I don't know new vinyl that I that I would have purchased. Um, I just like listening to it. And I don't even think as a as a record, it really flows that great. You know what I mean? But there's just something very raw and kind of haunting about it uh, that it always takes me back to kind of that 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 same vibe and feeling. So I dig it. I just picked this one up. Um, an underrated record. Perfectly from rated. a non-Aerosmith. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that. I don't know what you said. I said perfectly rated. Oh. <laughs> from a non-Aerosmith fan. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. think it's it's not a great album. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But this this gets shit on a little bit. There's some really good stuff on here. I'd read the titles, but they're backwards. So, uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea that was, right? Yeah. Well, I knew that's where you were going to go with it. I like it. I think it's cool. Let the music do the talking. Of course, it was originally on a Joe Perry solo project, but they, they kick it at. That's they, a good song. It's a pretty good one. Uh, My Fist, Your Face. Yep. Actually, the whole, the whole side one I can listen to for the most part. Um, now... I like it so much that if it was one dollar more, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, you're gonna like this one, a band you probably don't even know. Before we go past, before we go past that for the Aerosmith one, uh, "Rock in a Hard Place." Would you buy it for ten dollars new? 
Oh, new? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I might even buy it used for that if it was a good uh, quality pressing. So you like that one too, decently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a. It's that they've had they've had that in sale on Amazon. You won't go there, but I was like I was like I, I still don't like that album enough to buy it new for ten bucks. That was the, a deal they had. I can live without it. That, that's kind of where I'm at with that a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. Like I said, there might be exceptions, but I'm really I I did one where I I bought like three records on a, one of those ridiculous ten dollars sales. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm just giving money to Walmart or Amazon or something like right. that. Uh, right. And I don't really want it. So if I don't want it for more than $10, then I don't want it for 10 bucks at Amazon. That's a good That's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yep. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll find it used. You actually did, didn't you? What's that? Uh, rocks. Oh, for Rocks, for example. Yeah, I ran into like a, a copy for like 2 bucks, and yeah. it was... Fine, and it sounds fucking great. It's fucking rocks, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just if like the cover is worn down, that they, they lose Who some cares? value. So, well, that's what I'm getting at. If, I'm saying it still sounded good. It still sounds as good or better than most new releases, and it's in shitty condition. But let me hammer through a few of these '80s metal classics, hair metal kind of stuff that are kind of more. How many of these are Keel? None. Okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, a band called Icon. Here's a Japanese pressing with still has the Obi. Who is, Helix? is anybody for those? that aren't familiar like me is there anybody that was a major player that went to a different is it just a band that you like or is there like yeah they had um they had uh oh three or four records um this is their debut album 1984 uh but yeah if you didn't i don't know if there's nobody that went on to do anything else But, you know, they were a major label. They weren't like some kind of indie deal that I found in a store. Um, From Canada, Helix. Oh, that's right. That's the... uh... Walk in the Razor's Edge. Mm -hmm. These were both bought at that store I told you that that cleans the records up if it's over $4. I think Craig Craig Smith works there, right? Yeah. Just just cleaned them uh, off. And uh, this one has our our show's anthem. It's a title track of Heavy Petten's... (laughs) record rock ain't dead um this is one song deep but it's kind of a unique 80s collectible uh so is actually is actually the song rock rock ain't dead any good yeah that's the only song i like on it why have we never played it we have i don't remember it yeah i know i I was i was like god i thought he'd actually dig that more than he did he didn't even comment on it can you can you pull the episode it was oh fuck it was early okay uh, that was two or three years ago at least Hmm. Anyway, um, well, what about you? Have you bought any used stuff, or is it all new? Um, most most of the used stuff I have is is just from that Craig Smith haul. That that amazingly, I was able to unload most of it. <laughs> I have no idea how to get credit when I went back in. So no, not not that much. But I can I can hit a few. I can do a few quick hitters for stuff that I uh, never thought I'd see on vinyl. So you, this since we were harkening back to earlier episodes. 
you know, one of the reasons we start, I started the show was was running into bands that that kind of just revived my uh, my hope in rock and roll. So this is a very small band out of um, Ireland called Trucker Diablo, which I featured on the show a few times. Yep. But this is uh, the I don't remember that song Songs of Iron. Okay. So oddly enough, the, I, I found this, and th- by the way, if you want just a straight up rock and roll album, great. Great band, just Trucker Diablo, Songs of Iron. For this, not there, uh, get it. And it's a very basic pressing, but it was like fifteen dollars. Amazingly, I found it, and you know, here's a. It actually came with a poster of the band, and oddly enough, it's it's actually printed by a label called Ripple Music, which is out of Broad Ripple, Indianapolis, section of Indianapolis, near where I used to live. Another one. Now, have you have you heard of the Las Vegas before? Yeah. Okay. So Nikki Six is a pet project. Yep. Exactly. So they, it was a, a one and done pretty much, but they put out an out well one and done for that label for Eleven Seven. Yeah. They were dropped immediately after that. So they put out a as every album. band on that label is. So. Oh my God! Yeah, it was pretty much that was his. The Motley, what was it called? The Motley. Uh, uh, the Fest. Mot, Crew Fest. Crew, Crew Fest. Fest. Okay. Crew Fest was basically just him shilling. Everybody that was on the on that fest was on his label, essentially, yeah. for the most part. Anyway, so so the, uh, for the Last Vegas, their first album sounded pretty much like Motley Crue ish sleaze rock. The second one was more Aerosmith. It had one of the worst album covers, but I was shocked to find this. I found this at the local store, new. Mm, nice. So it's it's bad decisions. This one has, I highly just go check this this album out. It's very Aerosmith vibe. Uh, tracks like the other side. Child Track, Bad Decisions, and It's So Easy. Just check those out as little gateway drugs. But the fact that this was, this makes no sense. This shows that their business decisions make, that first off, the album, that they're, they're called The Last Vegas and they're from Chicago. Makes no sense. Then this album came out in like 2010, I think. How the fuck is this on a colored vinyl to begin with uh, out there? And it was pressed in 2015. Who's desiring this <laughs> five years yeah. later? So I found it new for 10 bucks at the local store. That was just the most random thing. I had to buy it. Even if I didn't, I was like, how does this even exist? Right. So 
one of those things. Um, and then one more from New. Uh, but I will say that the, these so far, by the way, both of those sound pretty damn good. And here's another one of, of, you know, this was one of my albums of the year last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Texas Hippie Coalition, High in the Saddle. This one I actually got and returned a copy that I had on Amazon because it was a, <laughs> it was it was actually I think like you said it's not the manufacturing process, but this that one was it was like something yeah like the first part of it. This is what I call gobstopper gobstopper colored vinyl. First off, a little fun fact. You know those those uh, those mystery flavors, the Dum Dums. When you get the Dum Dums, and it's mystery. You don't know yep, what it is. Yep, do you know yep. Do you know what that is? Do you know why they even have that? Okay, here you go. It's because the fact that's the shit that's left in the bottom of the vat, and they just decided not to throw it away. All the different colors, and then they put it out as a mystery flavor. That's what I think this fucking vinyl is. <laughs> is my point. This is <laughs> oh, all the I like colors that. left. That's nice. They, all these are all the colors that were left on the bottom. Yeah. I, call it I don't think you're right on that. The mystery flavor is you don't know what flavor it's going to be until you open it. It is just no, it's just a bunch of colors. It's a bunch of random colors. Sometimes you go. I'll send you the article on the Dum Dum Factory. That's what it is. It was maximizing, maximizing throughput, not leaving anything behind. All right. So those are the three like bands that I'd like to you know. Support yeah. and whatnot, but but all three of those sound as good as the Danko or better, but could be better. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's, so uh, what else, what else, what's next? What's next on your list? Well, I'll um, kind of going in line with you. Uh, a, a lesser known band, Scorpion Child. I was surprised to find this used because what we that. talk about um, rock fans don't really take their records back, especially when you're this level of rock fan. They're not exact. This is not like returning a pile of Rolling Stones records that, you know, you found when your cousin died or something like that. Right. That's like a this dead is, day. That's like dead finding me finding dead daisies kind of. Yes, exactly. And this is a kind of a, a cool, I don't know, translucent green. Oh, stop moving. Oh, that's green. Interesting. Doesn't yeah, look green from here, but cool. I don't know if they help at all. Does that, that but, sound, uh, do they do a good job with that? I assume that's, that's a band you yeah, would expect to master good. it. A pretty good. Yeah, this, this is a pretty decent sounding. It's not. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just good. I didn't have any complaints about it. Uh, I never owned the CD, so I don't know like uh, what it was supposed to sound like. It uh, it does seem to have a little bit of a, a drier production, but anyway. So. Now, any record store day purchases? Any exclusive record store day exclusives? I attempted. I actually went to four stores looking for that Skid Row one. Yeah, that Skid Skid Row. Um, that one went quick. Slave to the grind, and and if I had thought about it more, uh, I would have put more uh, like money out to our community. You know what I'm saying? Like I probably could have had like a friends of the show grab one with her there if I'd sent cash or something like that. Because yeah. it seems like seems like we have a lot of people out doing the same thing <laughs> that we know. Yeah. But you you kind of look for that a little bit at first. A little bit, yeah. Too. So yeah, I did pick pick up the the Alice Cooper live at the Glasgow Theater. This is actually a really cool uh, printing thing that's kind of going. It's kind of new, um, not the embossing part, but the uh, and you won't be able to get this on video. You kind of have to have it in your hands. But they call it soft touch uh, laminate, um, and it has kind of a rubbery soft coating on it. Uh, the Rob Halford book uh, has it on that cover too. But we uh, we just print like. For the first time this last year, we actually did a project that used it. This black in the in the silver emboss is actually slammed on top of the red paper. Interesting. So so that is actually it's not an actual print. Um, so everything is very blocky, which I, I love that kind of 
uh, dynamic. I don't know if I showed the back or not, but uh, uh, this sounds really good. Um, I mean, uh, it, it's not an, an album that was like recorded to be released live, so they did a great right. job of cleaning it up. Um, I like the set list on it. I think it's pretty decent. Uh, Alice doesn't yeah. sound trashed or anything like that. I know um, uh, you needed Joey Haney's approval to to enjoy, except this is a decent record before, uh, even though I had already said that. Uh, so, Well, uh, when I go to the doctor, I always get a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we covered earlier that you needed five. So who uh, was I first? And if so, who was two, three, and four before you finally got the the okay from Joy Haney to say it's worth it? Well, you're always first, Baco. And then okay. I just need I just need re- <laughs> then I just need reinforcement. But what I, what I always say is if I'm going to you can probably hey real quick you can yeah. probably find this one still. They, can you they, get, they, I, I they actually overpressed look, it. I actually look for it. Can you give me the track? Run through the track listing really quick if you could, because for the Alice Cooper uh, fans listening, because first right, off, so. it's 1982, right or 81. Yep. And this is a special forces tour, I think. It is. All right, go ahead. So you got uh, Who Do You Think We Are, Model Citizen, Go to Hell, Guilty, 18, Cold Ethel, Only Women Bleed, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Clones, Under My Wheels, I Never Cry, 7 and 7 Is, Grim Facts, Pain, Billion Dollar Babies, Generation Landslide and of course Cool Zone. Does it unless two's in the band or is there anything yeah. else in there? Is it is that color? The band members is yeah. his uh, whatever. <laughs> Alice Cooper, obviously. Uh, John Nitziger on guitar, Mike Panera on guitar, Wayne Cook on keyboards, Eric Scott bass, and Jan Juvena on drums. So as far as I'm concerned, I have no idea who any of those guys are. I was supposed to say, like, uh, I mean, we were joking about like people at LA Guns Band, and I know this is a different thing, but I'm going to say 200 people have been in Alice Cooper's. Oh, I wonder. That's got to be a Wikipedia page for that. As a segue for that, um, around uh, late '90s, I started to get, get it really into Alice Cooper, and I had, but I had, wasn't to, to the level of like a Kiss or a, or something like that, where I knew all the albums that they that artist had, because it was just wasn't as readily available, or I just wasn't looking for it. So one day, all of a sudden, I realized that Alice Cooper has these, these five albums that I've never seen in stores, I've never heard of them, and I can order them through mail, and that was like. Uh, uh, the, like that one, Special Forces, you know, Zipper Catches Skin, and From the Inside. And so the only version of From the Inside I've ever had is this really shitty CD version. Did you have it on CD or anything? No, any but I'm surprised you said you couldn't. I mean, this is the, an album I've ran into at used record stores pretty much since I started, like, going to them. Really? Okay. I, I've never... I never remember seeing it in in my used store back when I was shopping for it. So it was like the ones you were talking about. I get the the whole Dada zipper catch a skin. Yeah. Um, what's the special forces and what's one that clones is on? That's a weird one too. That's um, God damn it! It's a uh, 
Flush the Fashion, I think. Yeah, okay. So those are ones that like I, I get that I, I never really... I thought Alice Cooper was done at that time, but Lace when he came back in 86, I thought he was gone for like seven, eight years. For whatever reason, Lace and Whiskey to Constrictor was like vanished off of anywhere in, in, in Indiana, at least, <laughs> okay. for stores yeah, that, I I, that I've ever seen. But anyway, so so from the inside, all this was interesting, but I'd only seen like just the CD thing, and even the cover looked odd to me because it had that line in the, the middle of his face. And I figured it was an album thing, but my point is is that they just reissued uh, on green vinyl, which I'm about to show you, at, at that record store near me. This is where I started. It was my utopia. The fact that I found from the inside there, I was like, okay, it was sealed. Like, is this actually have all the stuff that I've... The fact that from a printing job, I just think this is such a really cool production that they did. Do you own this? Uh, no, but I, I, okay. I, I mean, I have the CD, but okay. I've always, I've always loved that kind of. Um, they call it a double gate, where it opens on the front end there, if you want yeah. a printing term. <laughs> so if you, so from the inside, for one thing, I think is 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 a. For those unfamiliar, he got together with, I'll just do a quick thing. He got together with Bernie Taupin. So it's basically Elton John's. I don't know if this is band, but he definitely wrote with them. He was on crack at the time. All this, all this kind of stuff. But the, the main thing is is that he went to a mental institution and then he, for rehab, because they didn't really have your uh, Beverly Hills type things there. And, and so every character basically in this picture, if you look at it, is in the actual album, uh, the songs. So the right. fact that that's there, and then you open this up and it's got a little Alice yeah. inside the quiet room. The fact that you open up the back and it's the them escaping. sounds however they did this this is how this album and i always have had an issue with the production but this is how it should sound if you like this album if you've half liked it and been like the production is suspect it still is very glossy it's definitely his glossiest album this brings it out and the packaging can you think of a packaging that's 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 this i've never seen anything that everything lines up perfectly like a puzzle in it besides like sure, here no, it's, up it's pretty free. inventive I, I i can't think there's definitely other examples i just can't think of one in my head but no it's that's up there you know what i mean 23 bucks new at the local store, so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So that uh, that was definitely my one of my happiest finds. Um, and yeah, that's a that's a really cool reissue. Yeah, and they actually did a bunch. And if you like that '80s period, they I didn't know that they redid all of those. Like they're all like, if you want Dada, if you're a Dada fan, they have that on like red or something like that. And it's the same guy that that re- does them too. So Alice fan, check that out. I know we've been going on for quite a while, so you want to wrap this up here? We'd figure we'd just geek out and and yeah, I, you know, I was I was expecting more ball busting for my my noobness of getting into it, but it's just as a, a different. It brings <laughs> me back. 
Brings well, me back, I think man. I've I think I've cracked on you enough over the course of the the show that uh, I don't need to beat a, a joke into the ground. I, that's your role. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, two, two, two pick zero It'll be coming out soon. <laughs> All right, man. Rock is not dead. It's overpriced and inconvenient. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.